Well, good morning. Welcome to Life Church. Wow, that's really loud, isn't it? Deep voice, got that Barry White going on. Good morning. Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It's great to see you today. Glad that you're here today. And uh, I know that you're not here for me. I know you're here. I've, I've been listening to everything in the back. And so uh, I want to introduce today's guest. Uh, and so before you give a great life church welcome, let me introduce him properly. He was born and raised in the Great Republic of Texas. Any Texans in the house? Okay. Uh, all, if you're not from Texas, you don't understand that. None of us understand that, but Texans do. All-American kicker for Colorado, holds 33 records at Colorado, including the longest field goal, uh, 60 yards, and the most field goals made, uh, over 50 yards, 12 in a season. Uh, as an NFL rookie in 2000, he led the NFL in scoring, coming to the Green Bay Packers, and was a part of the Super Bowl uh, winning uh, team in 2010, making all five kicks in that championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Love that. And uh, he is the Packers' all-time leading scorer with the actual, he verified this in the back, but with this season included, it's 1,400 career points. Would you welcome to Life Church Mason Crosby? Yeah, you got, you got a few fans here. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. And a few Texans that we determined there were some Texas people here. Yeah, I, I heard the claps, Republic of Texas. I you like, like that. that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk a little football. Growing up, did you always play football? Always know you wanted to be, when did you determine you wanted to be a kicker? Tell us a little about that story. Yeah, so uh, my, my first sport and kind of, yeah, first uh, love there was uh was soccer so I, I grew up started playing soccer my dad played football uh you know all through his childhood I actually played a little bit in college so definitely had that as a you know as a passion as a as kind of something I wanted to do but uh I, I'll say soccer was definitely the first sport I started with so maybe that's where I get some of the the kicking <laughs> stuff from but uh yeah, and then growing up in Texas, obviously football is, uh, is something yeah. that uh, drives a lot of uh, you know, youth down there. And um, yeah, I started doing, I didn't start playing organized football until middle school and uh, yeah. actually played free safety wide receiver and then, uh, and then started you know, developing the, the skill of kicking and uh, you know, took that through high school and into college. But, now, when did you decide you wanted to be a place kicker? Oh, man. I... <laughs> I think it was somewhat decided for me whenever I, uh, whenever I, um, I wasn't going to be able to play another position in college or I just didn't see that as a future. It was right. like I, I had kind of worked on the, the craft of, uh, you know, being a, being a place kicker. But uh, whenever I kind of took that step to be a place kicker, it's, uh, it, it was almost like almost, you know, we're going to talk about faith. You know, it's kind of <laughs> the same thing. It's just like, all right. This is this is that that time. This is when it is, and uh, it it transitioned. Like I said, I played other positions in high school, so right. almost going to college was whenever it was like, all right, I'm actually a place kicker. Now. It's kind of yeah. your lane, yeah. Yeah, because then it was uh, it, it was real that uh, I, I was just going to be on the sideline watching games and uh, and kicking a football through those uprights. Gotcha. Well, you've done pretty well with that. So. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I went to Colorado. Yeah, I got to. 
experience a little cold before I came here to Green Bay. Sure. Yeah, not 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 true cold, not like frozen tundra. Uh, everyone, cold. yeah, everyone talks about it, but uh, yeah, they, they never got that cold in Colorado <laughs> as it can here for sure. All right, let me get back to the cold. I want to do something. If you've got a question you'd like to ask Mason, uh, there's going to be a number on the bottom of the screen. You can text that. And then they're gonna, that's going to come to us, and we'll try to get to a couple of those if there's a couple of questions that you want to ask. And uh, Mason's been so kind as to be willing to do that. And so that's going to be on the screen for a few minutes if you want to do that. So let's talk about the cold just for a minute. Because I, and I grew up uh, a little further north of you, but not same kind of jurisdiction. And, uh, and, and so moving here, you know, for me was like crazy, you know, like I'd never seen this much snow in my life. I can't imagine... Uh, playing yeah. <laughs> outside like that, and then and then kicking a ball at that cold. I mean, like, talk to me. What was it like? The like your your coldest, craziest. Like this was reality coming to Green Bay. Well, I yeah, I, I got hit with it pretty early on my first season. Um, you know, we played the Chicago Bears game. Honestly, in my mind, uh, the last game of the regular season still was the coldest feeling game that I can remember because the wind was whipping across Soldier Field right into our bench. They had, you know, we're in Chicago. I don't know if there's any Bears fans in here, but uh, they, they gave us the smallest he- heaters I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> so we have these tiny heaters that wouldn't even heat a room in a house, you know, and uh, we're, we're trying to put our helmets, like guys are, guys are melting, like the uh, stuff on their helmets. Uh, we're oh, catching wow. coats on fire because it was like everyone's trying to get so close to those because the wind's just whipping across them. I, I got thrown into that, you know, really early. So... Honestly, I compare everything to almost that game, and then and then later in the playoffs, we that NFC Championship game, I think was wind chill was negative 25, something like that. So, oh so that first year kind of got me going. <laughs> it was like after that is I didn't I, I don't think there was anything that was going to compare cold wise, and uh, just kind of had that mindset of. Uh, I don't know if you get used to it, but uh, your perspective does change. Like, I, you know, I, I was walking around. We were uh, uh, walking around yesterday and, um, you know, with my wife, and I was, I'm like, I think it was 30 degrees, 28 degrees, and I'm like, oh, you know, wind's not blowing. It's not bad, you know. <laughs> Just had a light jacket on, and, and then I pinched myself and said, man, I'm, I'm from Texas. This is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be thinking this, but, you know, I've, I've been here now 12 years. This is uh, this is pretty much home for me. The blood thickens out, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Just I think, a little bit. I think you just get a get used to it. The mindset of uh, of it could be colder. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You could. You know, when I first moved here, I'd hear people say, "We're going up north, up yeah. north." And I told my wife, I said. Like, we're one lake away from Canada. How much further north do you get? Well, see, yeah, and if anyone wants to experience what we do on game day, just, uh, you know, put on a pair of tights, you know, if you have any of those at home. Uh, wear, a, you know, a tight, long sleeve and just go stand out in the cold for three hours. And then, That's it. And then you'll get to experience what, uh, what game day is like in, in December. All right, so talk about your journey to the NFL. You go to Colorado. Uh, and to play football. How do you go from there to the Packers? Talk to us about that. Yeah, so obviously, like I said, I went to University of Colorado there in Boulder, and, um, you know, it's uh, be, being a kicker for the first time on just, uh, you know, playing, playing only that position, uh, I, I kind of have to hit on that, was, was a learning process. Like, I, I, I was used to being on the field all the time, just always loose, always warm. I, I wore myself out my first year in, in Colorado, kicking too much on the sideline, just you know, kind of 
learning how to be patient, um, you know, on the on the field, and um, so that was a learning experience. And I think through that, you know, all those kind of trials and errors of learning how to, to how to just be a place kicker, uh, you know, really helped me through that career and through my time there in Colorado. And I was fortunate to have. A lot of opportunities for a lot of big kicks in my in my time there. A lot of long kicks that uh, that helped me, and you know I had to kind of battle the the idea of that you know I was held, aided by altitude. Yeah, so right, uh, right. that was always something that uh, you know tried to you know luckily I was able to kick a lot of long kicks you know, away from uh, Colorado to to help that. But uh, I was I was so fortunate to to have those opportunities and the time that I had there in in Colorado to kind of shape what uh you know what the future was going to be coming here to green bay and then then that day in april uh 2000 2007 yeah it's a long time ago uh i get the call on draft uh, the second day of the draft uh that i'm being drafted to the green bay packers and uh i was surrounded by family and friends and uh my brother honestly was uh was a huge packer fan which uh i wouldn't say he was a closet packer fan we all knew but you know growing (laughs) up in texas and uh, you know he's you know we're in cowboy country and right. uh, he he had his cheese head and him and his best friend are you know we're just diehard Packers fans and so he uh, he he went running around the house was screaming like crazy and uh, so so second most excited person to me was was definitely my <laughs> brother and uh, that experience um, you know just changed my life and um, you know really uh, has been special ever since. Most memorable kick you've ever made? Oh. Well, you know, there's there's a couple. So my first first game ever in the NFL, kicked a game winner to to win the game, and that was you know that was when Brett Favre was quarterback. So he takes the knee, comes off, you know, it's like all right, let's go win it, you know, whatever. You know, it's like I'm a rookie, you know, first thing. So that that experience uh, always you know sticks with me. And then uh, a couple years ago in the playoffs against Dallas, uh, you know, kicking that uh, that game winning field goal to send us to the NFC Championship game. Uh, you know what a special moment being in my home state in Dallas. Right. You know, uh, among a lot of people I know, and um, you know, I was right there, right there on the edge of the star when I, you know, hitting yeah. that kick too. And so, uh, that that was that was a special one. So, how do you manage your nerves and all of that? Whew! Oh, uh, it's you know through my preparation, through my process. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I I do all the work, all the things during the week, and uh, through my training throughout the off season to. To be able to cut it loose on game day, it's uh, it's scary. Sometimes, you know, we, like all of us, we go through you know half things in our life that it's like, if you're not prepared, there there will be fear. You will be scared in that in that time. So I tell myself every week, if I if I prepare properly, once I once I go on the field, it's uh, right. you know I have a process. I cut it loose and I'm able to to play without fear. Gotcha. So teammates. Uh, a couple of texts come in about who's your favorite teammate, what's it like to play with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Aaron is one of my favorite teammates, and obviously we've uh, we've played together and been friends for a long time now. And uh, he uh, he is he is such a great leader and such a great teammate in that locker room. I mean, he you know he has every guy's back, uh, you know, uh, on and off the field, and uh, that, that's something special that. You know, I haven't played anywhere else. <laughs> I don't really know any different, but uh, but he has a presence about him that uh, you know that that really you know really gives guys confidence to go out and do what they do. And uh, you know, and then obviously another teammate who I miss dearly is Jordy Nelson. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
You know, he, uh, you know, our, our kids have grown up together and, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's a man of faith that, uh, you know, that has, you know, shown me a lot. Uh, and um, we actually played against each other in college a couple times before we came to the NFL. So uh, just known Jordy for a very long time and, uh, you know, special relationship, relationship there. And, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I, I'm always close you know, with the snappers and the, and the right. punters uh, and, uh, you know, someone from your hometown, uh, right. Brett Good, yeah, who, right. who is no longer on the team, but, uh, you know, is, is a, a dear friend of mine and will always uh, be someone I can count on in, in tough times and in uh, and, and great times. And, um, yeah, I, I've been so fortunate to have such great teammates, and uh, I, I can't think of anyone through my experience, my time in Green Bay, that just hasn't been just been a solid individual and someone that uh, that I knew I could count on. All right, so I want to kind of play a little bit on this. We can go as deep into this as you want okay. to, or we don't have to. We can do a U-turn and get out. <laughs> but um, players, uh, teammates being there, up times, down times, yeah. you have an incredible, I mean, if you left the game at the end of this season, you, you have an incredible career, yeah. right? And, uh, and hopefully you'll be here many, many, many more years, <laughs> right? So, uh, but... Uh, you kind of had, you've had some, you had a, you had a game a few, a few. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, Let's talk about I, I, Detroit. I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah, we so what is that like? Because, I mean, I know, like, you know, fans are always supportive. No, every, I could feel everyone holding their breath in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's okay, guys. I'm, I'm all right. But, uh, yeah, you know, those... Those experiences are, are like they shape shape me. I mean, there there's something that uh, that I can draw from, um, you know. And and obviously, we're we're here in church and we're talking about our faith and uh, you know what that means. And and honestly, that is where I'm rooted, and that's what what keeps me grounded in uh, in those experiences. Because without it, I I might not have been able to pull through some of the things right. that I've gone through. I mean, and and. The success. Success we don't talk about as much as the failures. Sometimes handling success can be so much harder than dealing with something that's tough. If, if something hits you in the face and you know exactly what it is and you can deal with it, that, right. uh, you know, that can be easy to, to, you know, to, okay, here it is, I'm going to go on, you know, and I'm going to take these steps and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to achieve these things. But sometimes handling success uh, is so much harder. So I don't know if anyone in here has, has felt that where it's like, man, things are going really well. Like you kind of get complacent, get comfortable. And then, you know, that, that is when, you know, sometimes bad things happen, things like that. So I look at, I look at moments in, in my career and, um, you know, I always go back to 2012. Now this season, unfortunately, I have a game that, uh, that I can reflect on and, uh, and think about that, uh, you know, that, that has affected me and that I've learned so much from. But uh, those moments through my faith with my family, uh, you know, my, my wife and I, Molly, she's in the room. Let's wave to her over there. She's in the back. Hey, Thanks. She, talk about, talk about a rock and uh, someone who, who is truly, uh, you know, rooted in her faith and, uh, you know, t teaches our kids and our family and shows what it means to be faithful and, uh, and, and just a godly woman. And, uh, you know, she, we talked about it after that Detroit game, you know, yeah. the game we didn't want to speak of. <laughs> uh, we can say it. Detroit. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Detroit. So that whole week was, was I mean, it was amazing. It was, it was so devastating. Like, I, I honestly felt like, like, I'll just give you some insight on how I felt after that game. It was like people watching me die, honestly, <laughs> on the field. 
Like it, it hurt every time. Like I, I reloaded, went out there, had, you know, had my process, had my faith that I'm going to go and, you know, no fear, do my job. And right. it just wasn't happening. So I literally felt like I was having an out of body experience. <laughs> like this, this can't be happening right now. Why is this happening? All those things. But I came home. The kids gave me a hug. My wife was there. You know, I, I knew what was important. So right. that whole week, fans, people in my life reaching out, just having my back, support, uh, you know, the, the, the encouragement, the stuff I felt. And that is because I believe, you know, it's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't dwell and I don't hang on those moments as, as defining who I am and what I'm about. And, and that's why I was able to get uh, get past that i mean it right. let's be honest it did take a couple of days right? Right, <laughs> I had to right, kind of right. reflect and you know pray and you know, really really figure out what what happened and what uh, what i'm going to do to to right. move forward and then i was <laughs> like once again another blessing in my life i was able to play another game <laughs> i was able to have another opportunity to go and uh, play against the 49ers and then uh, have one of the better games in my career and uh, and kick a game winning field goal so right. This job, this career that I've, I've chosen to do and that, uh, that is in my life has, uh, has taught me so much, but uh, it is that. It is a job. It is a career. It is something that, that we love the Packers. I love the Packers. I love the organization. I know every, a lot of people in here do as well and watching, but it is, it is that. It is, a, it is a job. It is a team. It is something that we watch and love, but... It, uh, it, it can't define us and can't be who we are because right. we, I, I'm grounded in so much more, and, uh, and I think that's an important thing to, to oh, remember. Oh, absolutely. I, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, give, yeah, that's awesome. Great response. Great response. Yeah, I think, it, you know, it's, it's important, I mean, especially in your, in your uh, lo- uh, chosen profession, you're famous in that regard. Uh, but, but when you said, hey, I came home, my wife and my kids, you know, uh, the, the Apostle Paul says, what is it, what is a profit a man to gain the whole world and, you, and yet lose his own soul? You know, to be famous everywhere else and your kids not know you, your wife not know you, and all of that to fall apart. Because it's really, I know we say that, uh, but I've had quite a few conversations with individuals who are very successful in what they do, and they say what you just said. It's not the downtimes that really defines me. Yeah. It's the success. It's how I handle that. It's, and you kept saying, my faith, my faith, my faith. Talk to me. Where does that, your faith in, in Jesus Christ, where does that come from? How, how do you live that out? Because, again, you, you're very much in the public view. Yeah. Uh, unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah, so obviously I, I, was, I was so fortunate to grow up in a home, uh, you know, a Christian home, and so was brought into that and, you know, didn't understand like a lot of kids, like, you know, you, if you're, if you're brought into a Christian home, it's like, okay, this is what we do. We go to church. You know, I have, you know, I have, I have my faith. I believe, and, um, you know, I'm going to walk that walk. And then, you know, you start going, you know, I start going on mission trips. I start going to church camps. I start, you know, kind of starting to experience some of those things on my own and in, in my own way. And I, I remember uh, a moment at a, uh, on a mission trip and we're, we're building, you know, a, a ramp at someone's house who was, was a non-believer and just asking, why are you doing this? You know, it's like, why are you doing this for me? What is, you know, and, and then just sitting around and praying with them and then and, and talking to them and just, and just realizing the, the brokenness like that, that exists in our world and that 
like I have an opportunity to accept and you know accept someone a relationship in my life that that can take all that away you know even whenever stuff's falling apart or things aren't aren't happening to me like my heart and every all that is fulfilled because I, I I'm not gonna feel those things from my heavenly Father you know so so that I will say is probably my first experience of truly accepting Jesus like for myself uh, in that relationship and and that's something that I, I think about all the time is is my relationship it is a, such a relational thing I think sometimes we go to church we we have this building we have this place and we have these these things that define uh, define God and Christ but uh, but we forget sometimes how relational it's, it's supposed to be and how that relationship can guide every other, you know, every other relationship we have in our life. And so um, that, that was definitely, that was my first experience to accept Christ in my heart as, as my personal Savior, not just as a child growing up in the church yeah. and, and seeing it that way. And then it's, it's been a journey. I mean, uh, uh, they're doing what I do, um, like we talked about, the Packers, NFL, football, it's, it can be put up on a pedestal as as the church, you know, as, as something that we, we look at and we worship and it's like, right. it, it's very important and it's hard sometimes not to get caught up in that. And it's like, man, this is so, so important. This is right. so, this is, uh, this is life changing. This is what it's all about and, uh, and becoming selfish and, you know, feeling those things. And so my journey through that is, is of that. You, you go up and down, you know, I'm, I'm steady and I try not to have big waves, but, uh, but at times it's, you find yourself just kind of moving through that process. Yeah, talk about that really. Reset. How, how does that how does that work in your life? How does just to be really frank? How does Jesus fit in Mason Crosby's seven day work week? Yeah. How does that? What does that look like? How do you? And and what about the uptimes and the downtimes? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, obviously, right, well, Jesus is the steady flow in all <laughs> of that. So it's uh, you know I'm. Not, you know, I, I go to we go to chapel. We have chapel every uh, every Saturday before uh, before games. So uh, either our um, our uh, pastor there at my church in uh, in Green Bay, Green Bay community, or uh, or if we're on the road, uh, we have someone else. So going and and getting the word on that day, and then speak. Honestly, I I got I have to draw back just for a sec and uh, you know talk about someone who is come into my life here recently, uh, J.K. Scott, the punter for, you know, for the team, uh, he became a Christian in college, and his, his young, his youthful faith is, is amazing, you know, it's just, uh, he is, he is so in love, and so, you know, full of life, and being 12 years, and, you know, getting, getting on a, on a rhythm, and a flow of, like, you know, here's my work week, I'm, you know, I, I go to I go to church. I do these things. I'm, I you know I help where I can. Um, you know I, I I pray every day and I pray for my family and my kids. But uh, but seeing that youthful and that you know that young faith in Christ uh, has really revitalized me. So that's when when I talk about the journey, it's that it's moments that you you can't miss. You have to see them and say, I I need to. I need to check myself, make sure that I'm I'm doing the, the things I need to be doing, and uh, and really continue to pull yourself back and be grounded in that faith. And uh, I I'm thankful for being in Green Bay every day because we do have a locker room full of faithful men. Um, you know, we we have Bible studies, we have uh, couples Bible studies at our house, uh, uh, you know, every year and uh, throughout the season, and make sure that 
that relationally, you know, our, our marriages are good. Everything's strong there because, uh, unfortunately, in the NFL, that, those are things that fall apart, uh, you know, very quickly because, because of the, the stress of the job and, you know, sure. what it comes with. So, so those, that's, my, that's my calling when I'm on the team, uh, you know, the, just, just being in relationship with guys, being where they need me to be and, uh, and asking the questions I need to ask and making sure that uh, they know they can come to me, um, you know, questions of faith, questions with relationships, questions uh, about anything. So how does, what does that look like? If uh, another player, you don't have to give any names or anything, but another player comes to you yeah. on the team and just, hey, man, uh, I notice you're a person of faith or, or I'm going through this. I mean, talk I mean, how do you share your faith in that type of a context? Yeah, well, I, I try to I try to relate to where they are. You know, that's uh, that's kind of where we're called. Is just like, okay, are are they a Christian? Are they you know are they, do they actually like have they ever gone down this path, or are they asking for the first time? And then it's uh, then you just start asking about them, trying to figure out what what drives you know their their life, what's their motivation, because. I find I find I don't know if everyone else does, but asking questions you know, of someone right. else yeah, gives good. you you know can help guide that. So uh, so I try not to pretend like I have all the answers, right. and it's just just be there for guys. You know, be be in their lives. Uh, know you know show that you support them, and show through actions, show through that that uh, that what being a Christian man is is uh, is not about having all the answers, not about being, being the answer, but being right. just a, a support and somebody that, uh, that, that can be there for others. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. So if someone's here today and um, they're, man, they're here and uh, they got invited to hear you talk and kind of tell a little bit about the NFL, your Packer journey, uh, your faith in Christ, and they're not a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, what would you, you're having a conversation what would you say to them? How do you, how, how do you ex, not just explain your faith, but, but what would you say to encourage them to take that step to not just about religion? I like how you said that. We, we get so caught up in going to church yeah. and buildings and functions that it's about relationship. Yeah. It really is about relationship, and it's not about religion. How, how do you, what would you say to encourage them to take that, say, that step uh, to trust Jesus and give their life to Christ? Well, that's, that's it right there, is, is uh, the greatest relationship you're ever going to have in your life. Uh, on the way over here, reflecting and praying on it, my wife and I uh, were talking about it, and literally, Christ is going to be the only person that knows you and is in relationship with you before you're born, during your life, and then when you die. Every other relationship that you have on earth is, is fleeting. Everything is fleeting, so our relationship with Christ is always there. It's been there before you even were in existence, and, and it will be there after. So that, for me, gives me hope. It's something that drives me to, to do great things, to form relationships here on earth that are, are lasting and, and, uh, and fulfilling. And uh, if you feel lonely, if you feel like there's, you're, not, you know, you're not connected in a community, or uh, yeah, like we talked about, the church, this is a wonderful place, but the people in your life, there are people, there are Christ followers that, that will come alongside of you. And, and like I said, just be that support and be that person that, uh, that, that can, can sit with you in your time of need or sit by you and, and celebrate with you in great times. And uh, 
that's what this family is, and that's what uh, what being being a Christian is. And and I encourage anyone who who is here who has not taken that step, uh, or or has taken that step, but just needs something, you know, just needs a boost because I, I need it every day. I need to be. I, I just I have to sit and pray, have quiet time, talk, and and make sure that I. I kind of recharge that faith every day, and right. uh, anyone that has that in their heart, uh, man, it's, it's, a, it's a special thing, and know that the family of Christ, all of us here together, brothers and sisters, we are uh, what's important, this, this relationship, uh, you know, in our Heavenly Father is, is, is what's going to fulfill us forever. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, you and Molly both, for coming and being here with us, and Man, and sharing uh, a little bit of your story and your journey. And, uh, and again, we are huge fans of the, the Packers and you and, and all of that. Would you guys show your appreciation? Thank you. Last words after that? <laughs> no, I think, I think I've said it all. You feel the love? Yeah, yeah I appreciate y'all. Well, here's what we want to do. I, I want to take a moment, and I asked Mason if he would do this with me, and that is uh, to give you an opportunity, if you're not a follower of Christ, to join the same journey that he talked about, uh, and that is to become a follower of Jesus. It's not about joining the church or or being a member of the church, or being doing anything, right? It's, it's by faith that I'm saved in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's not by my works. And so maybe you're here today, and you're just far away from God, and you're just like, you know what? I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. Um, that's what this is all about. Uh, you know, it's fun to hear and fun to see and have the conversation, but that's, that's why Mason's here. Uh, he could be doing a lot of other things, just probably would just like would like to be home on a Sunday going to church with, with, with his wife and with his kids and just having a normal, this is your only Sunday off. It's kind of like being in the ministry, right? You don't have a whole lot. So just to have a day like that, but to, to come here and to do that. And so if you're here today and you're far away from God, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out, uh, but I do want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're just far away from God, and, and you know. Maybe you're raised in a Christian home, and, and you resonate with, with Mason's story of, hey, man, I was raised in this, and I saw God do things, but I'm just so far away from that. Uh, we want to give you that opportunity. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and then we're going to do it, because I don't like surprises. And, uh, and so in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Mason's actually going to pray the prayer with me, and I'm going to ask those of you that are Christ followers to lend your voice with people that are praying this prayer for the very first time. And the reason why we do this is not because this is a life church thing, but Paul, the apostle, wrote in the book of Romans, Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's how it works. It's that simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that if you and I would just simply accept him, we would have eternal life. John 3, 16. It's that simple. It's accepting the truth of God's gift of his son in your heart and in your life. And so then what happens, Aaron? Well, it's real simple. What happens is, is the Bible says that peace that passes understanding is going to be yours. And a joy that you cannot describe or buy is going to fill and flood your heart. 
That's not because you're at Life Church or because you've heard Mason speak. It's Jesus. That's what it feels like for him to fill you and to change your life. And then you began this journey. I love how Mason said it. It's this journey. It's this flow. It's this rhythm. It's a relationship. That's what it's about. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having all the days are on top. You're going to have those Detroit moments that go through, right? <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll feel no evil. Amen? You said it again. <laughs> but God's there. And honestly, that's where he shows up is in the valley and in the mountaintops and all they're in between. And that's our desire is for you to have that. And so if you would, would you just, everyone in this room, just out of respect and reverence for the moment, just bow your head and close your eyes. And if you're here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, again, this is not about life, church. This is about life change. If you want to do that, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. And if you believe the prayer that you're about to pray, you're going to invite Christ into your heart and into your life. And I'm going to ask those of you that have prayed this prayer before to lend your voice with those that are praying this prayer for the very first time. And Mason's going to do this with me. Would you bow your head and close your eyes and let's pray? Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I ask you. I ask you. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. And come into my life. To come into my life. And be my Lord. And be my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Today. Today. I believe, I believe that you, Jesus, that you, Jesus are, the Son of God, are the Son of God, born of a virgin, one of a virgin lived a sinless life, lived a sinless life died, on the cross, died on the cross for my sins, for my sins and rose from the grave, rose from the grave just, like the Bible says. just like the Bible says. I ask you, I ask to, you take my sin, to take my sin, my mistakes, my mistakes and, my past, and my past and give me a clean, give me a clean and a new heart. And a new heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I just thank you for every person that prayed that prayer for the very first time. I pray, Lord, and I thank you for those people that rededicated their life to you today, just, just made a decision just to kind of re-up. I just pray that the joy of the Lord, that, that, it, that your word says is our strength, to just fill and flood their hearts. I pray, God, for the peace of God that passes understanding that would just fill them right now as they began this journey in you. I thank you for this. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough, for giving and sending your son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, for you making the ultimate sacrifice of dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for life change today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give just praise for people that made the decision to follow Christ today? Amen. 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 We're going to let you go rest up for the next one. We know this is a lot of, lot of hard work here. Would you guys give another big, big, big hand to Mason Crosby? Thank you, man. Amen.